Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Music Friday show. It is about new music today, for sure. A brand new album is out by Life on Mars, and it is called Shadows in a Jar. And you just heard one of my favorite songs on the track. It is called Stray Dog. You know, we love dogs around here. So we uh-huh. love that song, too. Uh, so we're very excited to have Earl Chaos on the show, also Fernando Perdomo. And the album is out today. So go to Walmart, Amazon, uh, Earl, uh, tell us all the places people can go get the album because it is out today. It's cool. It's available in a lot of places around the world. Most people are going to, you know, recognize uh, Amazon for sure and Walmart, Barnes and Noble, uh, Tower Records Japan. It's available on our record label site, which is Cherry Red Records. Oh, so, they're awesome. Yeah. You know, it'd be pretty uh, easily tracked down online, you know, and if you buy the CD, a physical copy of the CD, it comes with a 16 page booklet, which contains all the lyrics to the songs and the musician right. credits and some photos of Mr. Perdomo and myself. So if you get a physical copy of the CD, you'll get that along with it. And digital downloads are available on most major download, download sites as well. Yeah. Congratulations, you guys. This is uh, Fernando. Have you been on all the Life on Mars albums? Yes, Life on Mars is technically a partnership between me and, and Earl. And, uh, you know, we've been making albums for about six, seven years. And uh, this is uh, the officially the sixth release that we've had. And what's really cool about it is that we've really kind of developed our sound since the beginning. And uh, we're excited now to get it to a bunch of new people because we have some very um, loyal fans, but you know, it's nice to make new ones, especially around the world. And with the worldwide distribution that Spirit of Unicorn slash Cherry Red gives us, I think it's going to be a, a real beautiful way to get the music out to the right people because uh, we're very proud of our work and uh, it's it's gotten critical acclaim. And you know, we're hoping that uh, people dig it as much as the people that are already dig it. You know, I dig it. I, it's a great album because you've got a little bit of everything in there and you can rock it out. But then there's like, OK, I'm going to lead you down like the cherry lane. <laughs> you're gonna Chill out. So you got a little bit of everything in those songs. Uh, ego. I, I love that you start the album with ego because I think we can all identify with it. And it's kind of like, yep, <laughs> we want to send that out to every politician these days. Well, not every single one, but a lot. Um, and then there's personal people. So Earl, did do you do most of the lyrics? Did you write that? Yeah, I've written all the songs uh, on the six Life on Mars albums. I've written over 700 songs, you know, total in my life. Uh, one, We have one song that Fernando wrote called Home on mm. one of the albums. Fernando is, I mean, the guy's a brilliant, brilliant songwriter too, you know? And uh, but, but Life on Mars started out... Uh, uh, the- project is really centered around Earl's songs. Um, the story of how we met is that we were both uh, on this radio station and he heard my song Home and he loved the production, he loved the songwriting and he wanted to, you know, get to know me and work together. And he actually was more of a fan and he showed me yeah. some of his stuff and I, I loved it and I, I felt like it's something that I could, I could, um, I could contribute to. And uh, I sent him a, a little mock-up of what I could do on Hurricane Jane, which led to our oh, entire like history. You know, so Hurricane Jane, which is on this record, actually was the first Life on Mars track. And oh, uh, wow. but it's centered around Earl's songwriting because it's very unique. And also, mm-hmm. there's variety in the songwriting too. There's a lot of great rock tunes. There's a lot of mellow stuff, a lot of bluesy stuff, a lot of proggy stuff, and a lot of very uh, just it's it all it's all from the heart, man. You know, that's the thing that makes me dig earl uh working with him is that everything is is passionate and um 
you know, it might not be the most uh, precise at times, you know, it's like we're, 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 we're not, you know, like the most like precise notey prog thing, but it's really, everything is in the right place and everything comes from the right place too. Yeah, it feels that. I think it's, there's no bullshit about it. When you listen to it, it's like right into let's go for it, let's rock, or you're going to, like you said, the mellow tunes, which were a surprise to me because I was the beginning of it. I didn't know I was going to get into that too. You know, so I thought that was a, a nice surprise, but it's like everything is in there. And every, like I said, before we started recording with and chatting with you, Earl, every note that's in there belongs there. And it just feels so easy to listen to. And I think that's awesome when you can just feel like you, you just want to keep listening. You know, one, so of the things, one of the things that Fernando is most brilliant at, and he's one of the world's top musicians. And one of the things that he does always is he plays appropriately for the song. You know, mm. and you can't say that about everyone, but Fernando is absolutely brilliant at it. And, you know, it's an honor working with him. And he's really good at that, getting the songs across as intended to the people, because it's a, it's a form of communication. Mm. And for, for Fernando's abilities to communicate uh, with music are second to none, you know, and the albums mm. reflect it. And the versatility that, that you mentioned, Lisa, about the album and the, um, the type of songs on there, that's something that we strive for. That's you know, awesome. We, we strive for that versatility. I think it makes it a more interesting album uh, all the time. Aura albums like that. And I was telling someone recently that all the Life on Mars albums, including the new one, Shadows in a Jar, like have something in common with like, uh, like the Beatles' White album, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the Led Zeppelin albums where like, you know, Mother Nature's Son and your blues were both on the white album. Mm -hmm. Their universe is apart as far as, you know, the styles of the song. It's extremely mellow and some of the heaviest rock you're ever going to hear. And so we try to get that aspect uh, of versatility into all the Life on Mars albums. And I, I think that we, we've done a good job with it. It makes it interesting. Well, I always talk about dynamic on, on the shows. When you listen to an album, you want something that kind of takes you, have, has that feel. But you guys have a lot of feels in it with the dynamics. Yet at the same time, it's not overproduced and overpolished. So you have that grit. And I really appreciate that as a listener because I just, I want it to be real and authentic. That's why I said there's no bullshit. Sorry about my language, but that's, I really appreciate that. It's just like, yeah, I want to see you guys perform live. Like listening to this, the first thing I thought was like, I need to see this live. That's well, that, that honesty with the audience through the songs is something we strive for as well. One of the things that I always do on these Life on Mars albums in regard to being honest with the audience is this. Uh, in Life on Mars, I get to play with some of the greatest musicians on earth. When yeah. you listen to the Life on Mars albums, we've had, there are guests on every album, world class, like uh, the lead guitar player for the Jean-Luc Ponty band is with us. And uh, that's Jamie Glazer, Pink Floyd's backing vocalist, you know, Durga McBroom, who, oh, you know, awesome. did three world tours with them and, mm -hmm. and recorded with them. Uh, Billy Sherwood, the bass player for Yes. Uh, Denny Sywell, the drummer for uh, Paul McCartney and Wings, you know, and these are the people that we have on the Life on Mars albums. And, but one of the things that I do to strive, to be honest with the listeners, is I always include one solo performance by me on the albums because I don't want people to think that I'm hiding behind the world's greatest musicians. And it's important to me to be honest with the audience. So 
you know, having versatility and honesty with the audience is something that, that we uh, always try to try to get across with the albums. Mm. Are you guys going to tour with this or, or play live? Because it feels like a live album. And that's that's, well, I think, the beauty of it. Reasons technically that it sounds like a live album. Uh, Life on Mars does not use any click tracks. And we also don't do any auto tune. And we don't do a lot of um, layering when it comes to the vocals and different things because we want to keep things raw and sounding like a live band. And eventually we would love to play live. Um, and, uh, you know, Earl has a rich history of playing live as well as I do. But, uh, you know, being geographically challenged, mm -hmm. most bands are these days. You know, we can't just get together and we're a drummer and bass player and just kind of do it. But uh, eventually, if the album takes off, we will love to do a tour and we'd love to do some festivals. And, yeah, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where our heads are at with uh, going out and playing. We're hoping that the uh, the album does really well and that would certainly uh, propel us to get out there and do it. I want to ask, uh, I was reading that it shadows in, in a jar, like here's the that's the title of the album and then that's the bonus track i'm like what's going on because normally that's like that's the title track and i love that song so why is it a bonus <laughs> i'll tell you there is a there is a reason actually <laughs> if you look there are a total of 13 songs on the album and i don't know some people have a problem with the number 13. oh yeah yeah you can't get hotel rooms with 13. <laughs> all right we're, we're elevator floors right so and we're recording I, this on halloween perfect right so, so that was just uh an idea on my part, you know, to list numbers one through 12 as numerals and then to avoid the 13 and I said bonus track, but it is, you know, it is a bonus track in a way. It's, it's a great track. Oh, it is. It is. I, I love that. You know, it's, and after all that, that's also a track I know we're going to share with the audience too. And that's one of the newest videos. And I want to tell everyone uh, to find Earl out on uh, YouTube, right? So what, what should people type in for YouTube for you? It should be, um, youtube.com forward slash over 700 songs and the 700 is numerals all right so that, should, that should be the youtube page uh and if i can i'll get you a direct link uh to the video as well yeah and that, I think that the song videos, after all yeah. is featured on the album because uh billy sherwood the current bass player for yes absolutely amazing guy brilliant musician he's featured on that song he's doing all the vocals bass and drums on that song and we're real proud of it and real honored to have billy on there uh there's also a couple of tracks on the album with denny sywell on drums denny is the uh, original drummer for paul mccartney and wings he's one of the best guys you could ever meet and just the, the drums that's one of the first things i noticed actually was just like damn this is he's got such a free way of playing just like it's like free it's just it's like the drums and the like the skin of the drums are like moving with him. I don't know how to explain that, but you know. I can explain it with Denny. Denny is a genius on the drums. He really is. Yeah. And you can see his mind working and it's it's fun to see. And he, he'll approach something the way nobody else would have. And whatever he does is the right way. And it's, it's the perfect thing to have chosen to approach the song as, you know? And he's a mm -hmm. very nice man, a brilliant drummer. Who's singing on technology? I love that song because <laughs> it's like, I feel like everything you're writing about is very with with what the world is going through, and I think that's the thing, right? Music and the arts are always like the true the the truth keepers of the world. Her right? name is Kelly, and she's from Israel. Uh, she is a cello player and singer who's absolutely stunning and wonderful. 
people and uh she's also worked with dave kersner and a few other people oh, but yeah. she uh she she doesn't get to sing that much and she uh we love her voice oh. so she for that song rudy's she's my, a good storyteller yeah rudy's like i'm gonna don't take this like as something bad but she's my second favorite singer in the whole world i'm really partial to emmy lou harris but after that it's rudy she is a tremendous vocalist and she's also on cello on that song too she's an incredible musician Sweet. she's a wonderful person and I, i'm in love with her vocals she's a very special vocalist yeah because when i was listening she made me just like really stop and get it you know just really just stop and listen i do have to bring up nancy's finger just because yeah. Nancy's my co-host and unfortunately she's not here today, but uh, working on a last minute thing on a magazine, but uh, Nancy's finger, because of course she wants to know about her finger. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll she try she to be uses her finger quite a bit when we're driving. I'll, I'll try to be brief, but it's kind of like a good Halloween story. Cool. But I'll try to be brief. Uh, when I was very young, young child, you know, kindergarten age and stuff like that. We had a staircase that went down from the uh, back of my house down into the basement. And in one of the floorboards, not the part that you step on on the stairs, but the vertical part, there was a hole there from a knot in the wood. And there was a closet behind the staircase. And what my parents wanted to scare me, uh, my dad would go into the closet and stick his finger out of the hole and make a noise. And it would scare me. And he would say it was Nancy's finger. Huh. Because because Nancy was a, a a a woman who used to walk up and down our block, and I was afraid of her as a child when I was like you know four and five years old. So that was the story behind Nancy's finger. Is like a, a goofy thing my parents used to do to me when I was a kid. <laughs> That's funny. I remember when I watched ET and I thought ET was going to come up through the toilet or the or the drain like you know I got scared of ET coming through the drain I don't come on Fernando what are you scared at when as a kid what like spooked you out oh god what was I scared as a kid I don't know getting in trouble <laughs> oh, <that's> a... <laughs> cleaning up my room yeah know. I don't know I really wasn't afraid of anything yeah that's I'm really proud of that Nancy's finger track. You know, it's like kind of heavy and psychedelic. And I and oh, people really... got to go on YouTube and see it too. They've got to go. Yeah. They got they go on YouTube. Yeah. It has a haunted house vibe to it. I love that. Uh, yeah. And we all need you know, that. And not just over Halloween time. I think we all need to get spooked out yeah. once in a while. Before we recorded Nancy's finger, I got in touch with Fernando. I said, Fernando, this is this, this is the next song I want to do, but it, it's gotta be big and scary or else there's no sense in trying to do this song. And he, his reply was, don't worry, I got big, I got scary. And we basically got the song on the first take and he 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 just got it exactly correct. Uh, that's a good album, man. Congratulations, you guys. So does it, so this, I mean, from here, it could just keep going and going and going. And oh, we see started, you guys tour. We already started our next record. We're oh, songs. good. Good. Yeah, we've got a couple of songs in the can for the seventh album. We're really hoping that your listeners can uh, support us at this point. Uh, yeah. With the, with the new album, because it's the first album for uh, Spirit of Unicorn Music and Cherry Red Records. And we're really honored to be working with them. It's a tremendous people over there and a tremendous uh, opportunity for us. And we're hoping that it's like uh, the next plateau in our career and hoping that your uh, listeners will give us give us a shot. 
Oh God, yeah. I think I mean, come on, it's good music. Period. It's, oh. it's a delight. I get excited about new music, and then when you turn it on, and then you're like stuck in it, and then you play it again. That's a good sign. And so I've listened to the album about three times in a row. So it's a good uh -huh. album. It's a good, so good. It's a great Thanks album. So much. That means the world to me. You know, I, people to this day i've been doing music you know my whole life but every time someone tells me that they've listened to a song it's not something that i take lightly it really does mean the world to me so thank you well you really like i said have this authenticity to it where it's just like you can really get into it immediately um when you guys write and and fernando i know you write too do you guys do it all digitally or are you um when you write do you do it by hand or for you fernando are you doing it more musically first I don't read music and I just mostly just kind of write down lyrics or, you know, uh, actually my 95% of the time I'll just record on my phone and I'll just transcribe. But um, yeah. And then, you know, I don't know how, how, uh, how Earl, when you write songs, is it lyrics first or music first? I've written over 700 songs, lyrics first, <laughs> every time, no exception. And in a way, you know, the lyrics are, either the most important part or equally as important as the music mm -hmm. is something I take very, very seriously. You know, uh, I try to get some uh, good lyrics into the song and I always write the lyrics first. Mm. That's neat. It's interesting how that all works. Well, thank you both for joining us again, everyone. Life on Mars uh, is the band name and also go get the album. It's out today. Shadows in a Jar, Walmart, Amazon, uh, all those places, all your favorite places. Uh, Cherry Red Records, again, is the website out there. And you can keep up with Earl on Facebook. Uh, everybody should type in Life on Mars or uh, where's the best place on Facebook? On Earl? Facebook, it's going to be Life on Mars, the band. Okay, the that band. Is, I know be... Fernando's on there. And uh, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors of this show, which is The Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast in Asheville, North Carolina. That's right, a bed and breakfast, because they love to rock and they love to party and they love music and they're always at shows. And so uh, if it's not your grandma's bed and breakfast, I'm just saying. So check them out if you go to Asheville, North Carolina, to the Smoky Mountains, or if you're going to a concert like at the Orange Peel. Have either one of you performed there in Asheville? Oh, I have well, I think. I think it's time. I'm just saying it's a good it's a good music city. So check it out when you get a chance. Everyone, lion-rose.com. Of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. So here it is. After all. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa.
Jesus. 